Good morning. How are we doing? Good to see you. Glad that you are here uh, with us today. We are in uh, week nine of our series uh, on the Sermon on the Mount. And so go ahead and take your note sheets uh, uh, out of your program and turn with me to Matthew chapter 7 uh, in your Bibles. And we're going to be looking at verses uh, 7 through 11 today. Uh, Have you ever known someone that for the most part things seem to happen to them without any effort uh, on their part? It just kind of goes well all the time uh, for them. And, And then we all have known people are like just the opposite, like they attract the, the bad stuff like a magnet, like if there's a hole in the ground, they're going to fall in it, right? Or, or if, there, if there's a computer that's going to crash, it's going to be theirs. You ever feel like that person? And then there are people out there that teach that you can attract good luck or bad luck depending on your mental attitude. They teach that these these techniques that will help your confidence so you can create the life of your dreams. And of course, if you buy their book and their program, then that's going to help you even more to do that. And really what that does is help them make a lot of money to create the life of their dreams, right? Over the years, I've met a lot of believers who kind of have that same approach to life, only they use different terminology, They say when it comes to answer prayer that we're not supposed to do anything. We just let God take care of everything and then we go along for the ride. And that may sound super spiritual, but I don't think that's what Jesus is saying in Matthew chapter 7. I think Jesus, or, or let's consider this morning that Jesus might ask us to actually play some kind of a role in our prayers. And I think Jesus teaches us that we're not supposed to approach life passively, just waiting for things to happen, but rather we should approach life aggressively for his glory. And fate and fortune or luck, I don't really think have a whole lot to do with it. I called the message, are you lucky? And luck is in quotation marks because really I don't believe in luck. I don't believe in fate or fortune or anything like that. And I kind of think that people that take that approach use it as an excuse to live life passively. And I think that's not what Jesus is saying here in Matthew 7. Instead, I think he's telling us how he wants us to approach our prayer life and maybe even life in general. Look at what verse 7 says. Uh, has to say in Matthew chapter 7, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Interesting verse, isn't it? These are verbs in the original text. Ask, seek, and knock, all written in the present imperative, which means that they are a continuous action. In other words, we are to ask, and what? Keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Jesus is telling us in 
our prayers is we need to pursue them consistently and persistently and fearlessly. And in these verses we're going to look at today, Jesus tells us, he gives us an idea of how to present our prayers to God. He mentions uh, three things. And the first one being this, ask consistently. It's the first part of verse 7. Ask and it will be uh, given to you. And this was what uh, I mean by that, ask consistently, is to make sure that our actions are consistent with what we are asking for. I don't know if you ever thought about it in this kind of light, but, but we should not ask for one thing and then do another. And God promises an answer when we seek Him diligently. And, and I think a lot of times our dispassionate prayers are not answered for this reason because it's almost like we ask God to care about something that we, we care little or nothing about. Well, one of the questions we need to ask ourselves as we look at our prayer list is am I acting in a way that's consistent with what I'm asking for? For, for example, I, I've done this one a lot. I, I, like I pray, Lord, help me lose weight, and then I go out and eat not well. <laughs> right? Or maybe you've done this one, Lord, help me lead my friend to Christ and then not talk about spiritual things when you're together. Or we see this a lot with, with churches, right? Their prayer is, Lord, help us to reach the world or help us to reach young families or help us to reach lost people. And then their actions say, as long as it doesn't inconvenience me, right? Or as long as it doesn't cost us or as long as we don't have to change anything that we're doing, right? We're not willing to, to do what it takes. So if our actions are not consistent with what we're asking, is the solution to stop asking? Absolutely not. Right? The solution is to start acting in ways that are consistent with what we're praying for. Uh, I mean, just think about what's on your prayer list right now and then ask ourselves the question, what can we do to be consistent with our request? And when we pray for something, if we're prepared to take actions that are consistent with what we're asking for, I think you'll be amazed at the difference that might make. And then secondly, uh, to seek persistently. It's the second part of verse 7, seek and you will find. And I don't know about you, but in my house, we are constantly uh, losing our keys, phones, and wallets. I mean, constantly. And here's what I've noticed. I've noticed that we never find them by sitting on the couch and doing nothing about it. Right, We find them by persistently looking for them, by trying to trace back in our minds when's the last time we had our keys or our phone. And then we look some more, and we look some more, and, and, and finally we find what we're looking for. And now we kind of cheat because we have this thing called the tile. Have you ever heard of that? It's this little device that you put on your keychains and it has an app on your phone and if you lose one of them you press a little button and it makes a noise and so you can find whatever which one you lost it's a great little invention for our house and my point is is that you have to go about it in a persistent kind of matter seek it persistently 
Have you ever heard the story of Mel Fisher? Uh, I hadn't until this last week when I was doing some research. He he was a treasure hunter. Uh, In the 60s, he began to dive on the coast of Florida in search of a priceless treasure from a Spanish fleet that sunk there in the 17th century. And so he searched for 16 years, day in and day out. He searched every day, and some of the members of his team gave up. Some investors gave up on him, but he kept seeking. He kept searching. Finally, on July 20th, 1985, he found the treasure. It contained a treasure worth estimated about $400 million. It took 6,000 days of persistent seeking, but, but he finally found it. I think Jesus is saying to us in, in, in our prayer life to keep looking until we find it. And God values persistent and passion in, in prayer because it shows that we share his heart. It shows that we care about the things that he cares about. Like it's worth seeking and looking for ways to make relationships work. It's worth to look for ways to seek God's presence in our lives. And it may not happen on the first try or the second try or the third, but keep seeking. Keep looking for ways to make those things happen. Henry Ford went broke five times before he finally became successful. The manuscript for Gone with the Wind rejected 38 times before it was published. Winston Churchill didn't become Prime Minister of England until he was 62. And only after he had many setbacks in his life. He made the greatest contributions when he was an older person. And speaking of Churchill, the most memorable speech was he made to a graduating class at Oxford University. And he came up to the podium and he said this, Students... Never, 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 never give up. And then he sat down. That that was the entire speech. Or at least that's how the story goes. But but it does show that he believed in what? Persistent. Former President Calvin Coolidge said, nothing in this world can take the place of being persistent. Jesus said, keep on seeking and you will find. Prayer is not a matter of sending our to-do list to God and going, hey, hey God, can you like get this done for me? But, but rather, it's a matter of saying, God, I, I know you will provide, and I'll keep looking for the answer to this prayer as long as it takes. And I don't know about you, but, but we have seen in our church prayer for a long period of time before it gets answered. And you might be thinking, well, what if God doesn't want me to have what I'm asking for? Well, if we just ask for things, I suppose sometimes that might be the case, but there's so much more that God wants us to have in our lives. For for example, relationships are not supposed to be miserable, right? God wants us to have good, solid relationships with our spouses, children, and, and each other. God wants us to have a God-given mission in life in which we impact the the lives of others. And if we don't have those things, we keep praying and we keep seeking until we find it. 
And then the last one this morning is to knock fearlessly. The last part of verse 7, knock and the door will be open to you. Have you noticed the progression of intensity in the words that Jesus uses in this verse? Asking God for something requires a step of faith. Seeking after it with the hope of finding it requires faith. Being bold enough to knock at the door of opportunity requires even greater faith and courage. Because when you knock on the door, you run the risk of what? Rejection. It's one thing to ask God to bless you in your job, right? It's another thing to, to call a customer and to sell your product and, and get that done, right? Because a customer might not be interested in what you have to say. It's one thing to pray and ask God for us to reach our community with the gospel of Christ, but it's another thing to approach people one by one and share the gospel with them. Right? It's one thing to ask God to help us build a new building. It's another thing to sit down and actually write the check every month so the building can get built. Knocking on the door takes courage. It's the hardest part of the equation. But it's also the part where the payoff is. When I was a kid, I played baseball in high school. And there were two kinds of people on our team, or players on our team. There was one type of player that they were great players, but when the game was on the line, that they didn't want to be the guy up to bat. Or they didn't want to be the pitcher that was on the mound. And then the other type of player was the guy who, when there were two outs and was bottom of the seventh, we only played seven innings back in those days, bases loaded, were down by a run, they wanted to be the guy that was up. Right? Or the pitcher who, when bases were loaded, we were up by a run, they wanted to be the one that was on the mound pitching. Their attitude was, when the game's on the line, right, I want to be involved. Gene Hackman in the movie The Replacements, as the coach says to Keanu Reeves, the quarterback, winners want the ball, he told him. Hockey legend Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you never take. What are they saying? Knock on the door. Knock fearlessly. And realize when we pray for something, here's a concept that, that might be interesting for you, is that we partner with God. And God uses people to accomplish his will. And I've seen a lot of church planners over the years who never saw their ministry get off the ground for the simple reason they weren't willing to knock, right? They weren't willing to go about it in, in a way that, that, that God wanted them to go about it in God's way is to ask, seek, and knock. And, and oftentimes people will ask me, but what if God doesn't want this or that for, for my life? Well, if you're not sure, step one is to ask God to what? Reveal his will to you. And if we're seeking God's will for our lives, he's not going to trick us into something that he doesn't want us to do. Right? Look at verses 9 through 11 uh, with me. It says, which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? 
If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will, will the Father who is in heaven give good things to those that ask him? Jesus makes it clear that God doesn't have to be persuaded or appeased in prayer. He, he doesn't just want to give us bread, but he wants to give us even more than what we ask for. And the promise is, is that what, we'll, what we seek shall be given us. It's, of course, implied here that we seek with what? A proper spirit, with humility, with sincerity, with perseverance. It's also implied that we ask the things that it may be consistent for God to give. Right? Things that he has promised to give, which would be best for us and which would give him honor. And so God is willing to provide for us to forgive our sins, to to save our souls, to comfort us, to extend the gospel throughout the world. And we cannot ask any higher things of God. And we need to be assured that he is willing to give those things to us. And thankfully, the times that we ask for stupid stuff, Right, Like a loving parent, God mercifully spares us the just penalty of our ignorance. And when it comes to being called to purpose in life, I really think luck doesn't have a whole lot to do with it. We are to pursue that purpose with intensity. When you know that something is God's will for your life, and after you've prayed about it, We go after that with everything that we have. Not to sit around passively waiting for things to happen. I think we're to pursue what God has called us to do with a passion. So if there's something that you want to ask God for, then ask. But ask consistently and make sure that our actions are consistent with our request. And then seek persistently God's answer. And keep seeking until we find it. And then finally, knock fearlessly. Even in the face of possible rejection. Even in the face of possible failure. Keep knocking. Jesus said this in verse 8. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks it will be open. Do we believe it? Let's pray. Father God, thank you for uh, your word today. God, my prayer this morning is that that, that we would pray and we would ask for things that, that, that your will is for us, God. And then we would ask with a passion and that we would seek with a passion, and that we would knock with a passion. God, thanks for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.